Hi, everyone. Welcome to Waste 360's Nothing Wasted podcast. On every episode, we invite the most interesting people in waste, recycling, and organics to sit down with us and chat candidly about their thoughts, their work, this unique industry, and so much more. So thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. This is Liz Bothwell from Waste 360s with Sean Jennings, president of WastePro. Welcome, Sean, and thanks for being here today. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. One of the best things about this great industry is, is the family business grassroots start that so many companies have. And I know you're a third-generation waste guy, and that's awesome. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and your journey to where you are now. Sure. Well, um, I got my, my start in the industry back in uh, 1990, which was the uh, same year I was born. And uh, no, but, but really, I, I started working during summers in, in high school and college, uh, just, like, just like my dad did with his father. And, um, and then af- after college, I uh, began traveling around with uh, one of our senior VPs. And really, just working on various projects throughout, throughout our footprint. Uh, so, after traveling our footprint uh, with with our senior vice president Fred Wood, working on various projects. Um, actually, there was there was one point, kind of funny story. Uh, we, we were working in Indianola, Mississippi, and after we were we were finished working on on some of on some of the uh, initiatives we were working on, went to the mayor's office to go just check in, see how things are going. He said, "Man, you know, I really appreciate." Really appreciate you guys and the things you're doing. Actually, I even saw you, you had a woman out there throwing trash. And we looked at each other like, well, you know, it was just us. So it must have been Sean who refused to cut his hair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, like, brings up a good point. We do need more women out there. <laughs> and did you – and, Sean, have you cut your hair since? <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Have, haven't quite made it to that point. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, so then, yeah, after traveling around, working on, on some different projects throughout our footprint, went down to Costa Rica to work for another hauler. And um, I spent about half my time as a helper and, and about half my time at a landfill. And, uh, you know, as a, as a helper, it was, it was a pretty awesome experience. And from what everybody told me here, it was kind of how it was 30, 40 years ago in the U.S. with just really heavy organic routes, little uh packaging mixed in the waste stream and i mean like these these routes did like two to four loads of 15 tons uh each day and uh they were you know so they were heavy they were heavy um but it's cool i got 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 to pick up trash for towns that have had never before received trash service and uh even some areas where where people told me i was the first gringo they ever saw in person which i was kind of surprised i mean we're not that rare but uh, so then at, at the landfill, it was really just general labor, uh, digging trenches, washing trucks before they went, went back out on the highway and uh, prepping leachate. And um, so I really enjoyed my time there, but I knew that I had to get back to uh, get, 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 get back home, get back to WastePro. And but looking back. I really wanted to to understand what lesson I was going to take from this time spent there. And one thing that, that, that always like stuck out with me, you know, you, you hear the phrase, people say, 
we were speaking a different language, even when in reality we're speaking the same language. Um, so for, for me, you know, I, there, I just, I realized that communicating respect transcends any spoken language. And that was something that I wanted to try to, to keep in my mind as, as I was coming back home. Oh, wow. Great lesson. Yep. So then I came, came back to the U S and entered the division manager role at a purely subscription, um, residential market of ours. And I, I was there for about, about a year, had a lot of fun, um, learned, learned a lot of lessons. And from there traveled down to our, uh, our Sarasota location in Florida and was just really fortunate to be part of an incredible division team and a, a region team that, that, uh, really helped mentor me as, as a person and as a garbage man. And, um, Got to be a part of our uh, MRF construction, uh, CNG and single stream conversion. Uh, we also had a had a very quick contract startup that also coincided with uh, Hurricane Irma, which which was very interesting. And then after that, I really entered the role that I'm in now, and I'm continuing my education of of who we are as a company and our industry, and uh, going from there. Oh, that's fantastic. So building a a winning team is a challenge for any leader. And your local team was the highest performing one at WastePro in consecutive years. Do you have any advice on building, retaining, and motivating a strong team? Well, I'm a a believer in you have to create the environment for the people you want before you have the people that you want or before you have the people that you need. Mm -hmm. And um, so really that's that was a focus that, that we always had. Um, and a, a lot of it begins with creating a, an environment that is, that is safe, ha- having a safe environment, because there's really the place that you have to start with, with, uh, showing your people that you care about them is putting them in an environment where they're going to be able to go home at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's, I think that's, that's huge. And, and, for us, you know, as, as far as creating that, that, that a safety environment and that environment where people have safety in, in mind, sometimes people need a little nudge to remind them why they want to be safe. You know, it might be something simple like a, a picture of their family. Uh, it might be the, the community that, that we create within the division, within the operation that is a reminder, hey, you know, I want to be safe because I want to be able to enjoy this. Those are things that we try to do. Oh, that's great. And then a big challenge these days is the driver shortage. And you've been credited with building a great recruitment and training program for your drivers. Could you tell me more about that? Sure. Yeah, similarly, it's it's kind of creating the environment that we need for, for our people that, um, you know, that's that's supportive and uh what what we care about is are you are you good at your job and and it doesn't matter what what you look like what you think uh, about um determining if you're going to be good at your job or not so what i'm saying is that we need to create an environment for all variations of people uh, a, a place where where people feel comfortable and, and a place where people all different sorts of people want to be but some things that we have done uh, is to, to, to build up our, our workforce and to help with recruiting. Um, 
we have a supervisor training program, which, you know, the supervisor position is, is just so core and so important to, uh, to building and, and sustaining our, our culture. Yeah. Uh, we also have a partnership with the state department of corrections where we can actually begin the hiring process while they're still uh, incarcerated. So that's, that's been, that, that's been helpful. Uh, we have driver training centers, which are both for new hires and for people who need retraining. And, um, and it's not like you can go to the, the training center and, and it's just a, uh, a, a sure thing that you're going to make it on board. It's, it's a pass fail. So we, we take it really seriously. Um, we have mentors for once you do get hired and, uh, and you know, that's, that, that's really important to, to make people stick to the community. Um, of course, you know, we have our, our ten ten thousand $10,000 and, and, uh, $5,000, uh, bonuses for drivers and helpers. If they can go three years without any accidents, injuries, property damage, and have a clean truck and good customer service. And one of, one of our, our favorite programs is called the cohort program. And when, when I got my CDL, uh, went to a school in Orlando and our, our, uh, CDL instructor was just the most captivating, uh, enthusiastic, personable person that maybe I'd ever even met. And so at the end, you know, we were, we were talking with him and he was looking to, to do more with, uh, his, his knowledge and, his enthusiasm. So he, he came on with us. We didn't really have a position yet, but over time he, he really created the position for himself that he mentors and coaches and helps our helpers get their CDL. It's, it's an incredible program because people can come in with, with no license, no uh, credentials or anything like that. Just a willingness to try to better themselves. And Robert can, help them get to that next point. Oh, that's fantastic. He was a great find, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So how have you brought a millennial perspective to your new role and the comp and the company as a whole? That's, that's a good question. I figured that you're probably going to ask me something related to age. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that, that uh, we don't have the, the luxury of, of like the tech startup culture where we can have uh, free beer and work and you can bring your dog in the office because uh, our, our work environment's a little different. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that ultimately people want, I mean, pe people ha have needs and, and for us uh, one big need that, that we can satisfy is, is that need to be part of a, a, a social structure, be part of a community, be part of a team and working towards one thing. So I, I think that regardless of, of millennial or not, that's, that's one thing that, that we can provide for people that they'll need always. But we do have a future leadership program and we, we look out for graduates from, from uh, colleges throughout the Southeast or, or maybe they didn't graduate, but they're, their education was, was in the garbage industry and, uh, and that's can be even better sometimes. And, uh, when they're in the program, we have 
we have scheduled meetings and different classes and uh and eventually they're they're given an opportunity to to uh show show what they can do and um so i i think that that for us we're just very open to people who if they have a desire to um better themselves regardless of, of their age or anything like that we want to provide people a uh, opportunity who have a desire oh that's fantastic what a great outlook and Sean, you oversaw, like you mentioned, the building of that MRF in Florida. How was that experience, and and what do you think uh, makes today's MRFs ready for the future of the waste stream? Well, I I think that processors today react to the labor challenges and the material quality expectations, and we have time to adapt and to invest in the, in the technology that we need to, to make the material clean and to uh, react to the, the difficulties of, of finding sorters. So I, I think that, like we've been seeing over the last couple of years, uh, it, we have to invest in what we need to do to, to have the material um, that's acceptable. And then we have to charge to process that material so that the recycling process is sustainable. So I, I think that um, really, I, I know that, that some municipalities are considering whether or not they want to keep single stream, but because of labor challenges, I'm sure that we'll, that we'll stick with single stream and the processing will just more react to handle it. That makes sense. Now, speaking of sort of the changing waste stream, what what have you seen since since you've been there in terms of how that stream is changing? Are you seeing more e-waste, more cardboard because of the retail boom? What are you seeing? Um, I I can't really speak on the e-waste, but but definitely over the over the years we've seen a lot more cardboard and. Uh, and in in Florida, some some places, and maybe not you know not not just in Florida, but uh, certain uh, retirement communities may have more uh, paper for for magazines and newspapers that are read. So we see that, but but I, I don't know if I can really speak on the the stream changes over time. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Well, I think they're just going to continue to change and. Like you said, the MRF is kind of getting getting ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's really some impressive technology coming out. So speaking of technology, how do, how do you view technology and, and how has it changed or improved your business? Well, I think that in the, in the waste industry, we can expect technology to, to just continue to assist the industry mm-hmm. and also answer our some of our safety needs make equipment that's safer or less physically intensive. I think that there will be more and more technology that will assist our, you know, our wide range of systems from routing, communication, customer experience, sales, uh, digital marketing. But I mean, really people who want to look for a technology that will totally turn an industry upside down. If there was some sort of technology that could allow us to handle our 
material in a way other than a landfill, that would, that would turn this industry upside down. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be interesting if, if, we, if we could find some technology that could make it financially feasible to remove the landfill as a factor. Right. That's true. So my husband is in a family business and he tries to keep business and family separate, but it's completely ingrained in his DNA and his dad's DNA. So are you and your dad able to separate it at all? The business is what both of us like to think about and talk about pretty much at all times. So when we're not, I think it's a, it's a conscious decision. Like, okay, maybe give it a rest for a little bit because we talk about this all day. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's nothing, I, I just can't imagine of anything better than, than being able to, to work with your family. I, I have some of my, my like greatest memories are just simply driving around with, with my dad when I was a little kid from division to division. And I, I don't really know what we were doing, but we were going around seeing trucks, hanging out, uh, going to places I've never been before. And, um, and we try to in- encourage that with other people within WastePro. If, if, if they can, um, give, give their kids an opportunity to be a part of this awesome industry, then go for it. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. And who, who knows who you're inspiring there? You never know. Yeah. So what do you think is, is next for you, um, in your role and also WastePro as, as a whole? Um, well, I think that that for us, we want to continue to to search for people who share the same mindset as us, whether it's a, a customer, an employee, or another hauler that that wants to join forces with us. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing for us. I mean, we want to find people who who also have a long term mindset and. They want to uh, build a community and ultimately create a vessel to enjoy life. Oh, that's great. And, uh, you know, I mean, especially now there's with uh, a, a lot of interest in our industry, there's a lot of people who look at, at, at certain, look at our industry as, as a means to invest in, flip it, get your money out. And I mean, that's just the polar opposite of what our mindset is. Oh, well, that's, that's great. You're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Able to, to find a, another family company that, that really sh- shared the, the same long-term mindset with us. They were in, in uh, Pasco County, Florida, J.D. Parker. who They literally started trash collection in their county 70 years ago. And uh, their mindset is we want to create something that our family can be a part of. We can create opportunity for people that, that we care about and create a great reputa- reputation in our community, be a part of it. And uh, so, I mean, that was just a, a like perfect partnership between us and them. Oh, it sounds like it. That's great. And it sounds like you're very focused on people um, and making people feel safe and comfortable and part of a community. Um, how do you do that on a day-to-day basis? I think it's, it's difficult to do that on, on a day-to-day basis because the more meaningful conclusions that people may, may, may eventually come to can't be, can't be made that quickly. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's gotta be built over time and, and you've got to build up trust with people. So I, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, technology is such a, uh, really popular topic and, and people always generate a lot of questions about technology, but I think that sometimes people overlook that 
it's really going to be hard to push people out of this industry. That's not what we want, you know, as, as far as having technology push people out. So instead of looking for ways that happen, why don't we look for ways to really uh, uh, capture the the uh, potential of people? So that's that that's what we'll be doing more of as we go forward. Great. And what advice would you give to professionals entering this industry? In, enjoy it. And um, you know that the industry is going to be around, so you can you, you can enjoy the journey along the way and, and enjoy everything in between all the ups and the downs. I mean, it really can be a fulfilling industry. That's true. And WastePro does a great deal for its local communities. What types of organizations are are you guys working with nowadays? Um, it that really you know the the organizations that we want to be involved in. It, it really depends what is relevant to the to that specific community. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, we're not going to be involved in something that's nationwide because that may may not penetrate each community as well as something that's near and dear to uh, that specific one. I mean, like where where I live in Sarasota in in Bradenton, you know, Sarasota Bradenton, they're 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 neighbors. There's a really great organization that's just here. It's called Just for Girls, and we like to be involved in that because. It was it was started here, and it works on, on the premise that in cer- you know certain communities where resources are limited, the first person that gets left out is the girl. So it's, it's you know pretty crazy when you think about that. That's uh, half of the population that is not receiving the same amount of resources or assistance that that really could be used to help push the community forward. Oh, that's great. That sounds like a good one. So what do you, what else do you think we should be paying attention to in the world of waste recycling and organic? I would hope for like policy changes that can give uh, space for other technology to to handle our resources. Okay. Right now, just in in the U.S., there's little room to make it work financially. But if there was policies in place that that could make it work, uh, I think that we can see that happening eventually. Great. So, Sean, what keeps you busy outside of work? I like to go to the beach. Uh, I like to be healthy, work out, spend time with friends and family. My girlfriend didn't want me to forget to say that I have a hobby of policing the laundry. And, <laughs> and laundry police. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that, but <laughs> <laughs> but you got it in, so that's good. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so tell me how can listeners hear more from you and and from WastePro? Like me me personally, I don't I, I don't I don't uh have much of a social presence, so I noticed uh, I would, that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would just just get in contact with uh, with with us as a, as a company, whether it's through the website or Twitter, or Facebook, whatever. Okay, sounds good. Well, we're definitely going to keep watching you you grow and and watch the company succeed, and we're very happy for you. We love to see our forty under forty winners uh, thrive like you are. So, congrats on everything, Sean. And we look forward to talking with you soon. And thank you for your time today. All right. Great. Thank you for your time. Okay. Bye-bye.